Some say we are the most propagandized nation in the world. I say it's our job to interpret this so-called news. I say it's our job to find the truth and make sure to pass it along, to continue the daily battle against cognitive dissonance. The truth isn't how you feel. Here we deal in the inconvenient realities. I'm John Matland, and this is We the People Are the News. Welcome to We the People Are the News. It is Friday, everybody. I hope you're having a great Friday. Whenever it is you listen to this, wherever it is you are listening to this, I hope you're having a good one. Friday the 21st of April. Shit time flies. Well, let's jump in to two topics today. Two topics that are sure to enrage you. Do we go to the takeover and uh, of, of the Republic, the downfall of the Republic, and, and its little seedlings attempting to hatch? Or, or do we go for the uh, socialist buying, home buying guide? I don't know. I guess I'll start with, we'll make it quick. It's a Friday episode. Uh, Minnesota. What the fuck are you guys doing in Minnesota, man? So long, long, long debated and discussed big talking point uh, throughout the throughout the American politics of the United States of America, right? We've been talking about the electoral college system and everybody saying, well, that's got to go. We can't, we can't, we can't have that. We, we want, we want the vote of the people to count, right? They always wanted the popular vote. People have talked about this for a while. So Fox News Digital is reporting out of Minnesota, the good old omnibus. Of course, nowhere in politics should there be an omnibus bill. It should not exist. It should be line by line, yay or nay. No hundred plus pages. We already know how our politicians are. We watched it. We watched it the recently. There was a great uh, segment that came out on uh, Jesse Waters, where he's talking to. Uh, I was going to say Sean Hannity because it's the same exact person when you talk about Lindsey Graham. But he was talking to Lindsey Graham, and Lindsey Graham didn't even realize he supported the Restrict Act, and he just looked so disinterested in what was happening. Did anybody witness that one? That was a doozy. Google it. Go look it up. YouTube it. But now it's being reported in this omnibus bill that is going to be, you know, passing, it looks like, obviously, that that's the goal, that they want to find a way to manipulate the Electoral College and and rewrite how the state will will be uh, will be voting. Essentially, it'll be taking Minnesota off the map, per se. And it will be going into the electoral votes that are casted from Minnesota will be that that will follow the national popular vote. They're trying to make different things, interstate compacts. So this would be basically saying that, okay, Minnesota's got such and such voters, but the popular vote uh, went to, say, Joe Biden over Trump. So even though the people in Minnesota voted for Trump, if that was the case... They would, meaning the people, the elector, the electoral college uh, representatives, if you will, the the electors would place the vote for Joe Biden, even though, 
even though the people of Minnesota would have voted for Trump in that in that instance. You could change any name. It could be X, Y. We're talking variables here. Holy shit. Complete manipulation of how it works. Therefore, you're not actually changing the Electoral College. And then there you have it. The national popular vote would just take over. The whole entire idea of a republic, may I add, is that we, the people... We are the ones that vote in our representatives to represent us in the government. That's how that works. But now your vote, literally, this isn't just, say, stealing the vote or voter fraud or not having voter ID. It's none of that. That's just, this is just straight up saying that the, that, that Minnesota will vote the popular candidate in I guess after combining it, I mean, there's there's more to this that than I than I know yet, but once other states continue to do these things, you make this pack and you can't have a swing state because the swing state or a red state, obviously a red state's not going to be be uh, up in arms to do this, but this is where you start that slippery slope where people start taking advantage of of one another's. Uh, political leanings and using things to their advantage. So one day, maybe the the Republican name or the, or a libertarian name or an independent name will be the one that's thriving. But some state would say, okay, well, I know that I could uh, I, I could change the rule set now and make this even more uh, listed in our in our behalf because that state usually votes say Democrat. So we're opening a can of worms again, and we can't just have these cities represent the whole entire country because the cities. These blue cities are indoctrination chambers. A lot of people are uneducated voters. I mean, that's just, it is what it is. So what does this do? This is that, this is that moment, that pivotal moment, that slippery slope we were talking about uh, when people were saying, oh, you got to get rid of the electoral college. It's old and it's defunct. And these, these states that don't have a lot of, well, those states matter and they get to elect their representatives. And in, in the same regard as you, we have the amount of people that plays the amount of votes that you get in the electoral college, it, it's designed to do what it does. And it keeps the ability of other parties with other ideology being able to still win the election over an over-concentrated New York City vote or something like uh, the, the liberal cities of Minnesota, uh, in this case, which would go toward that. But the, there, there is a very big problem here. This is the beginning of the end of having a choice. This is that beginning of, of I, the fall of the republic, the republic I continually say to forge freedom forward and defend. The system is being rigged from internal omnibus bills to control the outcome. It's a workaround. We cannot have workarounds. We can't have that. That's just breaking the system to make your own outcome. And we the people are not involved in that outcome. The outcome should be use voter ID, secure voter integrity. The whole election uh, election integrity, get all of it secure. Count the ballots the same day. Have systems actually in place. Don't have Mark Zuckerberg involved with making drop boxes or any other little shit that we've dealt with. Secure the damn system 100%. 
That is the only way. That's the only way forward. But instead, we have this omnibus bullshit coming out in Minnesota. And if that takes hold, then they chip away, they chip away, and it becomes a whole part, uh, a whole hyperpartisan attack to secure the system, rig the system to make it easier for you to win. The parties keep doing this. It's not acceptable for any party to do this. Sounds to me like there is a full attempt to overthrow our way of life. You might say, John, were you living under a fucking box? Under a rock? Behind the local path mark that went extinct long, long ago? In a stinky dumpster? No, no. But I can tell you that stinky dumpster is on fire. And people are sleeping and they're not understanding what this means for the Republic. I, however, do. So, we have to watch how this unfolds. What it would yield, I would assure you, uh, it wouldn't be good. It wouldn't be good on a political state uh, standpoint. It wouldn't be good for freedom. It wouldn't be good for future elections, obviously. It wouldn't be good. Talk about unrest. Talk about knowing your government has just robbed your election system. If a Democrat can't go out there and win in the way it's set up right now with election integrity, well, then fuck them. They can't win. And the same thing for the Republicans. If you can't go out and we get election integrity and you can't win with the current setup, well, fuck them. You don't win. That's how that goes. And the rest is bullshit that they're trying to stuff down our throats. And anyone on any party that's going to accept it is not paying the fuck attention. They're the same people out there that listens to AOC go, at first they laughed at us, and now they still laugh at us, but things are greener. <laughs> Wake the fuck up. Our whole entire way of life is being robbed from us. We're being told that freedom is whatever their dream is of freedom. And by they, I mean the people that are communists and fascists that are actually those things. Socialist, communist, fascists that say having the ability to go make your money and live in a free country is the epitome of fascism. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And everyone's in on it. The businesses are working with the government. The government's working with the businesses. They're pushing this narrative. There's credit scores involved. And what do I mean about credit scores? Well, I'm going to go right into the second one because I'm on a roll. And I said it's going to be a quick episode. Thus, thus, it will be a quick episode. So let's have that discussion about credit scores. Some people would say, let's have a good credit score. It helps us get loans. It helps us, uh, you know, buy homes. Things are great. Well, well, if you have a 680 credit score or higher, you're going to have to pay more for your mortgage, depending if you go FHA. So that's backed by the government. So you work your whole life. You manage your finances. You build good credit. And now if you take an FHA-backed loan, you get punished. You get to subsidize the mortgages that they're going to now start giving out to people with lower credit that would likely not be able to get a mortgage, whether they have not built credit, whether they've spent, whether they've gone bankrupt, whether they've done anything that they've done and their credit score sucks. Now you are going to pay that price if you get an FHA loan. Holy crap. Doesn't matter if you put more money down either. So FHAs typically let you put down less money and you work within within your, your boundaries. But if you have the credit score to prove that you're going to get it, uh, get to be able to pay those, those mortgage payments, you'll get that mortgage. 
And then you have PMI, which is it, it's an it's it's an, uh, a percentage that's put on. It's an insurance. But now you're going to pay more than the person that has less, so they can give more to the to the person that has less. This is that redistribution of the wealth. This is the the way forward. I I don't understand how we've gotten here. People are calling this socialism uh, for home home buying. I don't want to insure somebody that doesn't know how to handle their money. That's not my problem. And you shouldn't want to insure me if I don't know how to handle my money. I don't want to help you buy your house. I might love you. You might be my best friend. I still don't want to help you buy your fucking house. And I don't want you to help me buy my house. We are what we, what we choose. We are what we create. And yeah, sometimes you get some bad shakes. Well, that's, that's the way life goes. And then you have to figure out your way out of it. You have to navigate your way out of it. It's very simple, really. If you really think about it, fix what happened. Sometimes you fall. And why do we fall? To learn how to get back up. I fell. I lost my career. Right? Who subsidized me? Honestly, who subsidized me? Some people donated to me and I love them for that. That was great in the beginning. Awesome. I needed it. I had no idea. I didn't know what my path forward was. But here we are. If, if you want to open up something to get donations and tips to buy your home, by all means, go. I have no problem with people donating. I don't. But, but across the board saying you have a good credit score and now you're going to pay an extra 40, 100 plus dollars a, a month on your mortgage. That doesn't make sense to me. And now let's break that down. Let's just say you buy a home. And now I live in New York. I live in New York City. In Staten Island, New York, right? Houses here are through the fucking roof. You could buy a dilapidated shed on a little piece of shit property land for $800,000 in this shithole. So, that's the reality. So say you take out a mortgage on something, wherever it is you live, and say that comes to $100 a month, that extra interest. I don't know how long you have to pay it for. This is all like emerging data for me. But if that $100 is paid, it might go away after you hit 20 or 25%. Uh, something along those lines, but say that takes, say that takes uh, for somebody that put down a small percentage. Say it takes five years, right? So if you take five years and you times that by twelve, so that's twelve because there's there's twelve months in a year. This is how this works. That's sixty, and then you times that by a hundred. So say it does go away. That's $6,000. Now say it doesn't go away. As again, I, I, I'm not a professional at this, so I don't know. Say you have a 30-year mortgage times 12. Say you had to pay that $100 every month extra. It's $36,000. You could have bought a car outright. You could have put your kid through some sort of schooling. $36,000. And Why? Because they want to give mortgages that they know people can't pay for, or there's a high likelihood they're going to collapse and they're going to foreclose. And then the bank's going to take over and make that money, or the government's going to try to seize the property. That's my, that's my call in the future. There's a lot of people talking about eminent domain, about what they're going to do for, uh, the government's going to do for, for nature, for uh, global warming and climate change and claiming people's property. There's a lot of shit out there. So, 
Now you're going to be paying more money. Everything's more money. You get that? There's more money everywhere, but your salaries aren't matching inflation. You're not getting tons of raises at work if you, if you, if you have a job at this point. They want you to subscribe to everything. Everything's a subscription fee. So what's what's the big deal, I guess, right? Just keep putting it on. Put more and more money on as the energy prices go up and all that. Is there a breaking point where everyone just says, fuck it, I'm not doing it? What What is that breaking point? I need people to to logically process this. Feel free to throw a tweet at me. Just just go for it. I'm 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 truly interested. Subscription fees. Speaking of subscription fees, we're going to have a a quick this was this is off the cuff. As everyone's having breakdowns over check marks, I lost my legacy check mark, as they called it. A legacy check mark. Which in real terms is I lost my check mark on Twitter. The process of getting getting a check mark uh, prior to paying the uh, Twitter blue sub- subscription fee. almost fumbled my words there. That would be submit your ID, submit some articles about why you're notable. It would be reviewed and you get it. So I got reviewed because I was a candidate for federal office. I was running for New York 11 for House of Representatives. I'm not running anymore, but I always found the check mark interesting. Why I found it interesting is the mental the mental uh effect it has on people that are tweeting it's actually insanely brilliant and it's also insanely insanely sad that this is what we've come to we're watching people have meltdowns over check marks we're watching businesses say that they won't get the check mark we're watching journalists we're watching everybody have complete meltdowns about a stupid check mark because of the effect that it has. So has my viewing, uh, my viewership gone down, my impression since I lost it? Yes, it has. Because the general brain, and I don't know if this is going to go into the algorithms, they claim you'll get higher placement if you have the check mark. But the whole entire idea of getting the podcast out there and the Sons and Daughters of Liberty brand, uh, which, by the way, still go to sonsanddaughtersofliberty.world promo code podcast for 17.76% off your order and we will get your order out to you by a flag t-shirt and hoodie but there's businesses out there there's rich people out there that were really upset that they were losing their check and they refused to pay eight dollars so a lot of people go oh my god that's what kim iverson was talking about she's now it's 11 it's only 11 if you do it within the app on the phone because the google store and the app the apple store they take a huge percentage of whatever purchase is made i think 30 percent so you just log in on your computer and you do twitter blue there and it's even a cheat you get 12 percent off i believe if you do the whole year most of these people can use it as a business write-off because that's promotion i use twitter for promotion it's my whole entire social media brand is built through obviously Instagram first, but I'm super shadow banned. And they charge now for a check mark too. This check mark thing has a very serious, serious effect on your traffic, on a lot of things. But why would anyone want to buy something on something like Instagram right now, where there's excessive shadow banning? Instagram would never let me get a check mark. When I was running for Congress, I even tried to get a check mark on my Congress account, which was and still is at this moment John Matlin for Congress. 
And they said, well, this is a new account. We don't verify an account at a certain time. Try again in 180 days. And then when I tried again, they were like, well, you don't meet the criteria. Trust me when I tell you, the way there's people on shit lists on Twitter before the takeover, that's where I, I reside on Instagram. I've made enough noise. That's my opinion, and I can't prove it. So it is what it is. But I guarantee it. That's my guarantee. I'd put, I'd put a, 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 a fancy little dollar or two down on that one. Nothing that Zuckerberg would care about, but maybe he would because it seems these people that are super rich really care about that $8. So people are having complete outbreaks. And there was one tweet which I found particularly hysterical. And I'm going to uh, jump in and read that one for you. So let's see. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? I think it was last night. So I'm sorry. I'm trying to look for it. Also, next week, I think I'm going to make one of our episodes, the entire episode. I'm just going to explain it, jumping in. I'm going to make the the recording of the MSNBC episode. I'm releasing it. Uh, I think that's got to happen next week. I'll make my decision shortly. Um, okay, here's one. So Elon thinks this is a funny joke. As a former verified account who lost their blue check mark, I know how dangerous this really is. People are going to die. Alrighty then. <sighs> How do we even go through this? So, this is a social media influencer. Blah, 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 blah. So, really, really interesting um, how people are taking this. And I don't know if it's a parody account at this point, because there's a lot of sick people out there. A lot of stuff that's going on that should be parody in this world. So I will have a check mark because it lets you put up 1080 video and it lets you, and I think I've been putting up 1080 video, but it does it, the whole reason I did have Twitter blue actually during the campaign because I needed longer video. And if anyone follows me on Instagram and you know, if I go on a rant and I don't want to make that real uh, deadline of a minute and 30 seconds, like I'll put a professionally edited shit covering actual stuff on the ground here in New York. I have throughout the whole entire vaccine mandate bullshit but again Stephen King won't pay LeBron James won't pay and for some reason Elon gifted that to them uh and everyone's like he's trolling and I'm like no this is the same behavior that creates all of the same bullcrap time and time again this is the behavior. This is what, when you pander to people that are refusing to pay, Ben Stiller's like, I'm not paying and I still have a, I don't have a check mark, but people are really butthurt by it. And yes, there's going to be a lot of confusion for certain accounts. Just pay the $8. The service is free. That's my take. I'm just talking logically here. As a regular person, if I was just tweeting out stupid shit and I wasn't making like podcasts and I wasn't running and doing politic things, yeah, I wouldn't give a crap about a check. It's stupid. Who the hell cares? But when you're out there doing this as a business and you're trying to get people to see your podcast and you're trying to get your clothing out there and you're, you're actually trying to do politics and all these different things, it makes sense. And it's $8, but the richest people won't do it. And, it, and it's some sort of weird virtue signal and it, they're acting like the world has ended. Like, just drop off Twitter. I never used Twitter up until recently. And watching the growth as my Instagram was being throttled back... It's insane. It's insane. If I add my impressions since Elon, Elon Musk took over, we're talking about like multiple millions of impressions. 
And now it looks like it's drying up because I don't have the check mark. So for business and as, for promotion and all that, like it, it helps to have the check mark. But it's just funny that a lot of people will not get this check mark. They think people are going to die. It, it's we've entered such a crazy world. But I've watched people literally look at people that have blue check marks before you can buy one, and they would say, they would say that this person is like preordained. You're a religious being. Like, this is it. You were sent from the gods. You're accepted by Twitter. You're accepted by people. So thus, your opinion matters more than me. And no one's opinion matters more than anyone else. You're all allowed to have an opinion. You're allowed to be a troll. You're allowed to be a fucking fool if you want to be a fool. That's the truth of, of our world. But to think that if someone has a blue check, that, they, that they're brilliant, that's crazy. And then there was the whole entire thing is who who could get checks and wouldn't get checks back in the day. I don't know. Again, I didn't use Twitter enough to know. I got a check because I ran for office. But something tells me from the Twitter files that they weren't going to necessarily give people checks if they didn't have to. And you kind of have to if someone's running for office because otherwise you look like an idiot or you look like Instagram. And, you, you know, you're caught up when you're saying I could have a check in 140 days. And then on the 142nd day, I reapply. And then they're just like, you don't meet the criteria. Send a couple of articles and I could send you a shit ton of articles. Lord knows homie has been active in the streets the past few years. So it's just very interesting as we watch the Internet breakdown. We watch the... Uh, digital personas and egos freak out and and people are yelling you paid for your check and you didn't it's like a, a war and it's like yeah i'm gonna pay for my check because it's gonna help me get my podcast and my message out there and it's eight dollars so they're acting like that's a lot of money but the same people want the environment to be different right and they don't care that you're paying a shit ton of money at the pump there's a person that's been going around slashing tires i believe it was in new york city leaving pamphlets on cars saying, you don't need this car, take a bus or a train. And there's people getting taxed starting May 1st on their PMI, on their FHA mortgage. And when you go to the voter box, well, it doesn't matter because a lot of people in California might be voting Gavin Newsom for president. Thus, the person that's supposed to follow the will of the people that they represent and place their electoral vote for the electoral college... They're not going to do it. They're going to have a, a way out. They're going to vote for Gavin Newsom, even if you don't like it. So this is what's happening. If you don't think that we're under attack, our way of life is under attack from within, it is. It surely the fuck is. So that was my, my bleak episode for you, and I hope you have a great weekend. Uh, like I said, I'm going to have that MSNBC interview uh, episode. I really do believe I'm going to do it next week. Um... And it's going to be pretty interesting to hear what it's like to interview. And I've reached out. I'm going to keep reaching out. And I want to get some different uh, people up in the mix over here on the Sons and Daughters of Liberty radio podcast network. Get some Patriot panels together for you. And of course, as always, when I don't and when I do podcast, which is usually every day, uh, you know what you're going to get. You're going to get a We the People Are the News where I go on a rant. And I said it was short and I said it was sweet, but here we are 27 minutes or so later and I'm still talking. But I told you we have to defend the republic and that we have to. I told you we must forge freedom forward and that we have to. 
This is a make or break election season, ladies and gentlemen. This is make or break. And no matter who gets in, what party, it, it can't be Joe Biden. And it better be somebody that is outside of the system. And I'm, I'm, I'm praying for a, if I had my way right now, I'm praying for a Trump RFK Jr. And I'm praying that no matter who wins, there is a pledge that the other would become the vice president. The most bipartisan outside of the system move yet. And if you think that RFK, for whatever people have questions about him, that he's a part of the system, I don't think he's part of the system. I think that whole family has been shunned from the system. And I think that a Trump RFK or an RFK Trump situation, like this this weird thing, and, and I'm a big Carrie Lake fan, but I mean, this would be a pivotal moment. So I don't know. I don't, I mean, there's got to be a way to, to fix this nation and it has to be people from outside the system. And there's nobody running in the Democrat party besides RFK Jr. Who's that guy? As Corinne Jean-Pierre said, I won't touch that with a 12 foot pole. Well, I, I'm going to let the good times roll on this and I hope that gathers steam because nothing scares the system of the of the uh, United States of America more than Donald J. Trump or a Kennedy at this point. So let's see what we get. And until next week, you know where to find us and listen back. All the episodes are up on all podcast platforms. Hit Rumble up if you listen to these things. And of course, when I do have a video guest that is uh, specific that I want to edit and put it all together so you can have it, uh, like the Tiffany Dover episode or the Robert Malone episode, Dr. Robert, Robert Malone, you'll get them there. And I will see you next week. Peace out. I'm John Matlin, and this is We the People Are the News.